When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo, tabbouleh, real potatoes, and vegetables, with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini, ziti, granola, fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. We are here on Green Eggs and Dan where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. I'm very excited about my guest today. We don't really know each other personally that well, but uh, I'm a huge fan of her comedy. I'm hoping she's a fan of mine. Her new special, The Ghost of the Academic Future, is on YouTube. Her other specials already on YouTube have millions and millions of views. She's one of them go-getter comics who isn't waiting for the man to put her stuff out, and she's actually doing very well with it. Um, she is the co-host of Two Non-Doctors, the podcast, and her book, Why Cats Are Assholes, is out now. Please welcome Liz Mealy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You guys can see Liz's fridge on my Instagram, at StandUpDan. Um, I am going to share the screen with you, Liz, so that we can go through the shame together. Okay. Oh, boy. It's actually pretty good for me, too. That's the craziest part. Okay. This is, this is, well, here's the thing. This could mean one or two of two things. Okay. It's an extremely sparse fridge, which with comedians either means A, they're broke, or B, they're working like crazy and they're on the road all the time. So which one are you, Liz? Are you broke or are you too busy? I'm B. I'm like, I live like a bachelor. I'm just never home. And like, you know, what's even crazier about this? Half that stuff is expired. Like, you know what I mean? Like I actually, what's good about it is that I had just, I just had gotten home. So I just bought food, believe it or not, that's me buying food, but like almost everything to the left is expired and everything to the right is new. Um, okay. Let's get into it because it seems like, well, I don't, Everything on, on stage left or what I'm looking at left? Looking at left. So like the olives are probably bad. That's Wait, um, okay. Olives don't go bad. They're pickled. That's, you can have them forever. Really? Because they were there yeah. for like four months. And eventually I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no, olives uh, are good. You're good with the olives. Okay, so this... Well, first of all, I'm glad that you have um, a busy comedian's fridge and not a poor comedian's fridge. Great, because- great. Because that would have been awkward if you're like, no, Dan, I'm starving and this is the best I can do. So yeah. let's, let's get into it. You have, this is my biggest beef. You've got two completely empty crispers on the bottom. And these are fucking big crispers. Like they are, I don't know, like the size of an enormous shoebox. Like these are very big crispers for a fridge. 
And then you have like garlic that's just like out in the open. Can I? You're supposed to put that in the crisper so it doesn't smell up the whole fridge. One, can I curse? And two, can I defend myself? Yes and yes. Fuck off. No. Like, yes yes, and no. You can curse, <laughs> but you cannot defend yourself. So, so this is the thing. And this is, and I stand by this. I, so I'm dyslexic and I think I diagnosed myself with oh, ADHD. Oh, here which I we go. Like, I'm dyslexic. That's why my No, no, listen to me. Listen to me. There's somebody that's going to relate to this. And this is actually why I'm insecure about my desktop as well. There's this thing. Oh, I forget what the word is. But basically, if I don't see it, it's dead. And I've, I've, I'm, believe me, I try so hard to be organized. Like, I wish I could just turn this around. You could see my desk just in chaos, mm. but like, I try so hard to be organized, but if I don't physically see something, I, I forget about it. So the crispers, they just things, I try to organize them. I try to put everything, but then I just, I forget about strawberries and it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't pay too much for fruit and then forget about it. And I understand that like, like I have a system and it, it works for me. And the crispers are just like closets in the back of a room that I never open. And I just can't use them. Like if I need to, like if I'm really, like I have a lot, I will. But like, what's really funny is that little drawer at the top is all chocolate. Like That's the only thing I put away in a drawer because I'll never forget about chocolate. Oh my God, I love it. But I will forget about like celery. So I need to have everything needs to be in my face. I don't use crispers and I stand by my decision. A couple things. First off, I completely empathize with forgetting the things that are in the crisper. I constantly forget. I, I've been away for two weeks and I just went through my fridge. I had a bag of potatoes in my crisper. I had no idea there was a bag of potatoes in there. Yeah. I did have a guest on a couple of weeks ago who had a solution. And I'd like to share it with you Oh yeah. because I'm initially down. I made fun of her for it. Her name is Ellen Bennett and she is the inventor or the creator of this like super successful apron brand called Headley and Bennett. You've definitely seen their aprons at restaurants. Like they have the ampersand on it. Anyway, she showed a picture of her fridge and it looked like initially I made so much fun of her because it looked like a serial killer's fridge because she had written on the crispers with like a with like a washable marker what was inside the crisper. Oh, and I yeah. was like, what is that? I was like, you're such a loser. She's like, no, Dan, I'm not a loser. How many- <laughs> it really is a bullying podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the most aggressive food podcast you've ever been on. But she was like, I never know what's in the crisper and it goes bad. And now I just have this thing. It was like a chalk marker that she's like, I can just wipe it with a, with a, with like a wet cloth. And then I write what's in there and I always know what's in my crispers. And I was like, Holy shit! I made fun of you, but by the end, I ordered the uh, I ordered the markers on Amazon because I Actually, thought it was such a smart idea. I own those markers, and I I do it for my um in in my door. You'll see like a what like a Brita type thing or whatever, and I write like every two months to because I my my cat's water filter and my water filter are on the same schedule, so that we both actually get fresh water. Um, and I have that thing on the side of my fridge that tells me like what date to change it or whatever. But right. that actually really like that solution. And I've seen similar solutions. So like I'm the same with storage and like like, you know, like our notebooks and, and whatever else that we need and labeling the boxes and having the labels to the boxes. Cause like that's almost why I almost half my stuff is in clear stuff is that kind of takes away the anxiety of, oh, I don't know what's in there. But mm. when it comes to food, especially because I am gone for so long and vegetables go bad because that's the point of fresh food. I just I need 
I need everything in my face to remind me to eat it immediately. You know, I think you and I are more similar than we are apart, Liz. And I'll tell you why. I am a loser. I lose things all the time. I'm such a loser. I lose my keys. I lose everything. I lost a laptop once. Like, I just lose shit that people don't lose. So because of that, my place is pristine. It's so clean. There's, it's very minimalist. People come in and they're like, oh my God, you're such like a design nerd. Everything has to be clean. I'm like, no, it's because I'm a loser. And if I can't see everything and know where it is, then it's just going to be complete chaos. Like when I go to my parents' house and my mom is like, she, she's a, she's a, I'm not going to call her a hoarder, but she's a collector. And I can never find anything in that house. And it drives me crazy. And by the end, I'm like, I'm ripping my hair out to get out of that house. So because of that, I, I have to be clean all the time. And I'm assuming a little bit of your kind of the, uh, you know, the, the reason that everything needs to be labeled or everything needs to be in front of you is because you've got a lot going on in that noggin and you have to have it front of mind. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm actually the opposite. I won't lose stuff, but that's because I do the same thing every time. Like my keys go in the same pocket and it's uncomfortable if they're in the wrong pocket. My phone is always on this side. Like there's a little bit of like an OCD, like everything goes where it goes. I hang out my jacket. Like I do everything the same way every time to the point where like, I couldn't find my headphones this morning when I went for a run. And I was like, the only explanation is that I dropped them. There is no way I didn't put them back in my backpack. And then of course I found them somewhere weird. And I was like, Elizabeth, we don't do this. We don't do this. Cause it's very upsetting. Like I almost, I was almost more upset that I found them in a weird place right. than the fact that I didn't lose them and they didn't fall out of my pocket or something. But like, I, because I'm very similar to you in that aspect, I am very, and even in my fridge, like that's organized chaos. Like yeah. half the time, like everything actually go, always go, like, like I said, I have my chocolate drawer, everything goes in the chocolate drawer. And yeah. then like anything that I want to be using, like breakfast is on that middle shelf. Like that's breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Um, dinner and you got the stuff vital is, farms you got the fancy vital farms egg. Yeah, i don't have to tell you i'm out here trying to be healthy but like anything that is gonna go bad or i need to use or is leftovers like i'm gonna eat it that night that's on the bottom shelf and then snacky snacks are on the top shelf or as, wow or so like, it is kind of organized and it's 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 organized chaos in a way yeah not really chaotic though it's just it's just very minimalist so let's go to the bottom row this is what needs to be eaten today including a whole jar of mustard <laughs> That's not mustard. What is that? Chia pudding. Oh, chia pudding. Yeah, that does have to be eaten today. Yeah. Right. Do so, you do the you do the night before you you'll put some um, oat yeah. milk in there or regular milk? Yeah, I do oat milk and honey and chia seeds. I was just I'm, I was on a really restrictive diet for like health problems, so like it was one of the like snacks I could have. So I would make like two. I'd make two of them, and then I would have it for like the day before, the day after, like. So, and then my food, I, I'll cook like for two, this is, you know, it gets sad. I'll cook for two just so I don't have to cook the next day so that I ate that probably that day. And then the next day I'll eat my leftovers. And the saddest quote on Green Eggs and Dan goes to Liz Mealy with, <laughs> I cook for two, even though it's just for me. And then I'll have another meal the next day. Everybody else just calls it meal planning and I call it like the guy never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is the funniest thing ever. By the way, Liz, why? <laughs> I'm 
hear yourself. You're like, you didn't even have to let people know you were sad. You could just sound like you were a buff muscle bound yeah. lady. You meal plan. Yeah, I do a I do a tri-weekly meal planning. Where- yeah, I could have sounded awesome. <laughs> oh my god, that is sorry, got I myself. Um, you could have also just said like, I I cook extra food and then I just have it the next day. No, I cook for two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, also we just glossed over the fact that your cat has its own water purifier as well. Um, oh yeah. And yeah. And the fact that I don't have his food in the fridge, I must, uh, I think I was using smaller cans though, but yeah. So he has a, he has a fountain because the cats these days have to have their own little fountains and whatever. So yeah, he has his own water purifier that has to be changed every two months and so does mine. So we're on the same schedule. I mean, I would make fun of you for having a cat purifier, but after the comment about the two meals, I'm just going to let it slide. Yeah, no, you don't, don't take away my sad life. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to let it slide. Um, by the way, quick question. Why don't you just remove the doors of the crispers here so that you just have extra shelf space? That actually would be a, a smart solution too, but I'm again. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't but know one, do I don't want to do anything with those drawers, but two, um, I, my fridge very rarely gets filled because I am a sad lady of one that mm, I don't mm. need to like, <laughs> it's so rare that I use the crispers. Right. Um, I understand. I get it. Look, you're a successful woman. You, you got things going on. You got, you, you've got, uh, you don't have time to, 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 to sit at home and fill up the crisper. Also, this is the biggest fridge I've ever had on my own. Like I lived with, I'm living by myself now, but I had two roommates before and we had even a really small fridge and I just had like a shelf. So I'm also like living this like starfish, I sleep in my own bed, like fridge situation where I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I don't have to cram stuff into a crisper because I have a whole goddamn fridge. Like it's also, you have to understand you're looking at someone's success via a fridge. I, I, you know what? I totally get that. And I buy, and I buy it. That is a, that is the, it's a very glass half full way to look at this fridge and I'm okay with it. In in fact, that's why I opened with, are you too successful or are you poor? And it's the, (laughs) you're too successful. I'm just too successful. Um, Okay. But there's one thing here. I think you're letting your success go to your head and that is in the door of your fridge. Okay. You have the organic ketchup and I feel like I'm on the organic train for a lot of stuff, but I do feel like ketchup is one of those places where the regular A1, not A1, what is it called? Who makes the ketchup? Heinz. A1. Heinz. Like, I think that's, those are always better than the organic versions. I have health problems. So, don't, don't, um, don't Liz, don't make this more sad than it has to be. I, I don't okay? know to tell you. I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> There's like songs playing. Okay. No. Um, so a lot of the times it's uh, the ingredients. So it's maybe like not processed sugar in there. It's probably not right. the fact that the tomatoes are orga- organic. It's probably that like the sugar is like not processed or there's something in there that makes it worth both the money and the ridiculousness of it. Got it. Like, like even like if you look down, that's almond, almond milk, which I'll yeah. never buy again. It, all it was is literally almonds. And I was like, cool, I'm going to be somebody that has like whatever. And it just doesn't mix with anything. And it's just awful that I was like, I'll just take the cancer. Like I'll just take the gums or whatever it is that's in the other stuff. Cause it's like everything I used it in, it just kind of glommed up. And I, I mean, I shook it. I did all the things I was supposed to do. And I was like, I don't know. I need more than almonds. I don't know what to tell you brand. 
Well, that's the thing. These almond milks and the oat milks have so much gunk in it to like make it like milk. But if you're, yeah, if you're just having something that's just almonds, then it's basically just like tree juice. It's the juice of a tree that you're drinking. Yeah, I just, I want to put something in my tea and I'm trying to get off dairy because that's the problem with my tum-tum. So I was just trying to look for solutions. And then I was trying to be smart about it because you don't want to take, make, take away one problem, add a new problem. And then I had this like just almond stuff. And I was like, what is this for? Who is this I'm for? guessing you're, are you Jewish, Liz? I'm guessing. Uh, no, I just, no? Have, I just have a oh big God. features. You've got like, no, I, I wasn't even saying because of that. I'm saying you're, you seem to have the system, the digestive tract of an Ashkenazi Jew. I know as somebody that has a lot of Ashkenazi Jew friends. Um, yeah, but I, um, my, I have an old joke about it, which is that my, my mom is 100% Italian. My dad's 100% Italian, which I know is not actually true, but they're very Italian. And the reason I have problems is they're probably cousins. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like, right, like, right. like some kind of like you come together and even though they came from over here, they're somehow like down the road have to be like, cause I just have so many stomach and health problems that. Well, that was acceptable in the old country. It was okay. Cousins married. It was all yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just broken. Oh, Liz. No, <laughs> <laughs> you that make organic- fun of me. I make your listeners cry. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this uh, this whole episode is Liz's make a wish. She just wanted to be <laughs> a guest on I'm Green still Eggs and Dan. I'm still paying off that organic ketchup. So if anybody can donate to my Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have this. Uh, you've got your your maple syrup. You got that old timey Vermont maple syrup there. Uh, that was a gift from a fan. So really? watch your mouth. Yeah, no, a fan. Um, I guess it was like upstate New York or something like that. Was just like for your pancakes. And I couldn't, I didn't have the heart to be like, I can't eat pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> what so my brother a charming came, gift. Boy, I was really sweet. And it's like, you know, it has like, I don't know, like a, a cabin on the label, you know, some real quality. It stuff. better. It better have a fucking cabin. I want a cabin. I want a maple leaf. I yeah. want a fire in the background, you know, like, a <laughs> coming out of the chimney of the log cabin. Yeah. Um, Somebody okay, chopping cool. their own wood. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I want a lumberjack. And lastly, we've got the other the other door. I'm not going to call it a sad door because we've already we've pillar pilloried you enough. Yeah. Is this a bigger? Is that a regular size can of Coke or is it's a tiny one? Oh, really? Tell me. About it's the like tiny so they have the regular size can and then they have the little tiny ones for like you know mothers that are like the same way that you'll have like wine, but you shouldn't have to. It's like you shouldn't be having soda, but it's there. And that's I stole that from my parents because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it home, but I try not to drink soda. So that's just there for like when I get sad one night as like an emergency, like I need sugar. Why does everything go back to sadness, Liz? <laughs> I I'm don't trying know what to, to tell you. <laughs> I'm like, there, there's capers here. Oh, yes. That's uh, when my grandmother oh, died. Did kill my stuff capers? <laughs> when my grandmother died, uh, she, she left us these capers and said. You mean my suicide capers? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are actually cyanide nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Um, okay, what is this here? Is, is Indian okay. milk honey. Okay, so I was doing Blue Apron for a bit, but I also couldn't have everything in Blue Apron because I was off dairy. So that's just all my miscellaneous dairy products for when mm. I thought maybe I could bring dairy back in my life. So, so that whole thing is just a bunch of dairy without a home. That's just aspirational dairy. Yes. Um, You're hoping one day. 
Yeah. And like that was because I was on the super, super strict diet. So I was hoping that like when it was unstrict, I could just like throw some cheese and whatever. I should some of that should be thrown out. Some of that's still in my fridge, which we know we've canceled a couple times. Yeah. So that's these something should be do, done about that. And then you've got the Kerry Gold up top here, which you're not drinking, which you're not eating because it's dairy. Well, they say butter is like the one thing that you can have. Like you can cut out all dairy, but you can still have like grass fed butter. Interesting. I wonder if that's because it's like not not processed in a bad way, but like naturally. I, I, I don't know. It has I'm to curious. do with like casein and like what it's like, I don't know. For some reason, butter is like the one thing that I can have. But I actually don't think I eat it all that much either. And then is this the cat water purifier? No, that's just my water. The okay, cat water your- isn't even, they ha- he has his own system that's, you know, off camera. That's just my water. That's my, the actual, um, that little thing is the actual stuff I put in my tea. That's like a coconut, um, coconut almond creamer blend that has all this, the fun stuff that make it not glump in your tea. Yeah. Okay. All right, Liz, I want to, I want, I want to switch this into happiness. Let's go. <laughs> We're out of the I think fridge. you're learning as, as we build a friendship via a podcast. I think you're learning why you're just like, Ooh. <laughs> Like just back away slowly at a party. <laughs> yeah, um, this was, and this was the shortest episode of Green Eggs and Dan. Thank you, Liz, <laughs> for joining. Oh no, us. We're, so we're going through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where do you wait? Where where are you right now? Where do you live? I live in Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn. Okay, got it. Um, so Brooklyn, fantastic Brooklyn, New York City, fantastic food city. Uh, what are your go-tos? Do you have like go-to restaurants or do you just not eat out because you're scared of uh, the stuff, um, the poisoning? Weirdly, I mean, I, I'm always doing spots. So if I meet up with a friend to get dinner, it's usually in the city. So um, I don't eat in my neighborhood too much. And if I get takeout, it's like, I'm still, I just moved, I moved here a year ago. But as we know, we didn't do anything yeah. Like for a while. So I'm actually still getting to know the restaurants in my neighborhood, but I would say I mostly eat out in the city, like before a spot or after a spot. I never, I can never eat before going on stage. I don't understand that. And I also now have to, I had an ex-boyfriend point out that like when I don't eat, I start to slur my words because I talk really fast on stage that I actually more and more will eat before. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like stuff. But I have to have even at the very least like a protein bar or something. But like I can't actually go. I'm because I'm probably ADD. I'll go hours and just forget to eat. And then, you know, let's say I had something at noon and now it's 8 p.m. and I haven't eaten yet. Like now I start to see it like I start to slur my words. So I. Wow. Yeah, it's really weird. He's the one that pointed it out. And as soon as he pointed it out, I was like, oh, that's so true. The only time I slurred on stage was because I was drunk and I have another rule. I, I never drink before going on stage either. Never, not, or a handful of times. But the last time was about a month and a half ago. I had a bunch of people over, big dinner drink party. We were all having fun. And I got a call from the Laugh Factory saying, the comic's not here. Can you jump in? Because I live a couple blocks away. And I was hammered. <laughs> And had to do like a 25 minute set because like the next person didn't like showed up late and it was so bizarre. But there was one one point in it that I did slur because I was pretty I, I kept it cool. And then I was just like, anyway, so um, 
Zoe and I to eat, uh, <laughs> watch the Food Network, and they were like, "Huh, he's slurring." Um, no one said anything, but I, I, I definitely you, heard it. Do you think like the anxiety kicked in and sobered you up a little bit? And as soon as you were like, "This is going pretty well," and relaxed, your mouth <laughs> yeah. was like, "What?" <laughs> I think what happened was exactly because I was so nervous at first. So I was just like over enunciating and then yeah, yeah. I was doing really well. And I'm like, this is fun. Maybe I should get drunk all the time when I go on stage. Yeah. And then and then the rails fell off for a little bit and then I had to bring them back on. But, Which is um, also funny because I, I, I wish there was a tape of it because how often are you just like murdered? Nobody knew. And then you watch it and people are just like, like, whoa, like just I know. You're dancing, not even doing your act. I know. I was just like urinating in my pants. Like I did mm. not remember that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see how <laughs> um, they haven't called again. So food. So when you're on the road, what's the food schedule? Are you one of those people who brings her own food with her or do you go to the local fast food joints? So no, I don't do any fast food. Uh, my body would explode. Um, <laughs> I, I have protein bars and like snacks and stuff like that. Cause like normally you get into the hotel and like either it's in the middle of nowhere and you're going to have to like jump in an Uber right after you got out of that hotel to go find food. Um, or like, I'm just tired and I want to sleep and that's just not priority. So I always have like snacks for holding me over if there's no way to like get food in the afternoon. And then I'll just like eat at the club or if the club doesn't have food, I'll order something. But like I'm, I make, because I can't really have fast food oftentimes, even just being done work at nine half these places everything's closed and you're like how yeah. like they're like oh we have pizza um and i think pizza and you're like cool um and i can't have pizza so i make a point to either eat at the club and even like even just having a burger with nothing on it is better than pizza that my body can't have um or i make sure that i eat like beforehand and i'll get something like and i take i take some wild risks i'm eating sushi and like places that should not have sushi just real right. like bound in, by no, indiana no ocean anywhere and i'm like let's have a fish taco like let's do it <laughs> um so i mean i'm i'm having thai food where they've never met anybody asian i'm doing crazy stuff yeah you know i'm Sometimes out here you're pleasantly surprised by those places though because you're like i think i remember having a having thai food at some place that was you wouldn't expect and it was like fucking amazing. And like the people who ran it were like two Thai immigrants who just ended up in fucking Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> it's exactly what happened to me. Me and my brother were in like bumblefuck Indiana. Like I it was nowhere close to any major city. And I really was on like a super strict diet. And Asian food actually is usually where I can kind of go because there's it's like and it's, everything's like listed and it's just easier on my stomach. And so we go to this place and I look at my brother and I was like, this might be a mistake. And then we were both like, is yours really good? Mine's really good. Like we were both like, we didn't want to admit it, but I was like, this is really good. I love it. We're such like coastal elites. We're like the, the food can't be good outside of our hometown. If it's not in New York or LA. It's not that it can't be good. It's just that like, again, like you said, it was just like two Thai immigrants that moved to this town and right. that's it. But like, sometimes you're just like, hey, every everybody here is like redheaded and they're making Asian food and I don't trust it. Like, you're just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. These Irish kids, I don't trust it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I I do take some. Weird choices 
because I can't have fast food, but then I also pleasantly am pleasantly surprised. I love taking food recommendations from people. Um, I eat very simply. So it doesn't, like I said, like I'll have a burger without a bun and be, I'm not a foodie. Like that's also should be stated is I don't care. I like good food. Good food makes me happy, but I don't need good food to have a good day. Does that make sense? I a hundred percent hear you. And I think it's, it's funny because like, uh, the successful comedians who come on this show, a lot of them have that in common that they just really? don't, they don't have time to give a fuck about food. Like Hassan Minaj doesn't like, couldn't tell the difference between a burger and a hot dog. Like he just doesn't care. Yeah. And to me, it's like such a waste. It's like the only reason I want to be successful is to pay for good food. I, I, I have financially, stabilized myself and I'm in, in a good place. And the only reason my diet has matured and grown is because I can't eat what I used to eat. So if I didn't have health problems, I'd still be eating chicken fingers. I'd still be having peanut butter and jelly. I still, as somebody that you see peanut butter and jelly, like every day, I still like it. I miss it. I hate that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to waste the time I cook now and I'm actually getting pretty decent at cooking. But like, I don't want to cook. It's a waste of time for me. But when I cook and it's good or I cook for a friend and they really like it, I feel that pride. I understand the language of love that it is. And I understand when something's really good. Like I've had, like I've had coffee in Italy and I was like, oh, this is a really good cup of coffee. I get, I get that why this is what we're known for. Um, you know, I've had like incredible Ethiopian food or, uh, you know, amazing um Sushi, like I've had the best of the best in certain places and I've toured like 35 countries, but I don't need it. Like, and I try to, when I'm in different countries to experience that, cause I know all my friends would yell at me, but like, I don't even share with people half the days where I'm like too tired and too lazy and I'm eating like food cart food or a candy yeah. bar. Yeah. Where is, so wow, you've toured in 35 different countries. Yeah. That's pretty wild. What are like, what are the most random ones that you were like, huh, I have fans here? Um, well, I wouldn't say they were all because I had fans. Like I toured all over Pakistan and that was because um, a, a comic recommended me. And then I knew he booked Singapore and I really wanted to go to Singapore. So he first booked me for Pakistan. And I was like, sure, I'll do Pakistan because I wanted to go to Singapore. And Pakistan was awesome. I mean, I got food poisoning. So that's on brand <laughs> for what's going on in this podcast. Um, right. And then in Singapore, my, my, one of my best friends is from there and he was telling me all these good food places. And I ended up just like eating street food and it was awesome. It was really good. And the street food in Thailand was some of the best street food I've ever had. And I like, I took that risk and it was awesome. Um, I'm trying Wait, to think. What is, what is comedy like in fucking Pakistan? It was dope. It was so. Is um, it mostly for expats? No, it's actually mostly for, so uh, English is the, the main language. So everybody speaks it. I mean, clearly you're, you're performing for the rich. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like I, it's a level of like um, wealth disparity I've never seen in my right. life where like people are begging on the street for like, what is a fraction of a penny? And then the booker would be like, we would be driving and he'd be like, that house is worth 18 million. That house is worth 17. And you're like, cool. Can't afford Pakistan. Good to know. Um, <laughs> but everybody in the audience afterwards would be like, oh, you're from New York. I went to NYU. Oh, have you ever performed in Boston? I went to Boston University. So it's like a, it's a, these people that either their kids or they came to the U.S. for education and they came back to Pakistan 
they were very prideful of the fact that it's a dry country, but they had access to alcohol. So we were invited to all these after parties, but I don't drink. So like, it was almost, they were mad at me because they were just like, well, you could. And I was like, yeah, I, I could do it at home too, but I don't, I don't do it anywhere. Um, They're like, you don't have to hide it though. You, yeah, you, yeah. you should be drinking all the time. And I was just like, yep, I still choose not to. And they're like, these privileged white people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Uh, that is so cool. I didn't even know about this like international comedy scene. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I started just going out there because I felt, you know, um, invisible here. And I was just like, well, if I'm bombing in Ohio, I might as well bomb in Belgium. Like, why am I, you know what I mean? Like, let's just give the masses what they want, which is jokes they've never heard of. And I started going out. I, 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 one of the first clubs to pass me was Caroline's, which is in Mm -hmm. Times Square. So it was all, you know, tourists. And it was always English people coming up to me saying I was funny. And I was like, well, nobody thinks I'm funny. So maybe I was just born in the wrong place. So I started to get it in my head that I wanted to go to England because I felt like maybe I'd be more understood. So like I went to Spain because I had a friend from college that lived there. But my next stop was London and I did really well. And from there, I just started building tours off that. And then I just started doing military tours and any kind of international tour. I'm building my international tours off like someone else flying me to do a military tour. And I just I just started making it an adventure. And weirdly enough, it opened me up to be Again, I'm, I'm never going to be a foodie because I don't care, but I understand and appreciate food on a different level because I've toured 35 countries. And my friend, do you know Maria Shahada? Yes, I do. So, because you were in New York for a while, right? Yeah, I came up in New York for like, from like 2000 to like 2011. That was yeah, like that where makes, I was, yeah. That makes sense because I, I'm, I started in 2002. And I met Maria, I want to say like 2004 or five, but she, I mean, then she did LA and now she's in London, but Maria is the foodie. Like Maria and I, I, we just stopped our podcast, but we did our podcast together, but I toured internationally with Maria. We've been friends for 15 years. And so Maria cooked for me. That's how we became friends because I love a home cooked meal. But up until two years ago, I would refuse to make it for myself. So Maria right. opens me up just because she like cooked for me. She's the foodie. And like, she orders for me like a 1950s husband. Like she'll be like, she'll be having this. She has, you know, her tum tum. So don't, not too spicy. Like da, da, da. I don't know if you'll like it, but it's worth trying. So we'll get a little bit of this and you'll look at our table. And it's like this, like, like, like a family of seven, but it's just mostly Maria. And then Maria being like, try this. I don't think you'll like it. Actually, if you don't like that, I'll eat all of that. <laughs> like, you know, and we're both the same tiny person. So I feel like I feel very fortunate to know her and then to actually have her in a lot of the countries I went to. And sometimes I'll go to a country. She'll get so excited for me. She'll be like, you'll have to go to this restaurant and this is what you have to try. I don't care. You're going to go. And I was like, okay, okay. Like literally like a daughter that's like, okay, my mom said I had to eat here. So (laughs) fine, mom, whatever you say. God. Almond milk is a modern-day fixture of the conscious eating movement, but the nut milk isn't just another hipster trend having a moment at your local organic grocery store. This is a beverage with staying power. Almond milk has been a fixture of European cookbooks since at least the 1200s, as it was seen as a nutritious alternative to meat and animal-based milk. During Lent, Christians weren't supposed to eat meat or any animal products by extension, so almond milk was a satisfying substitute. 
After the Reformation, fasting rules became a little less strict in Europe, European cuisine began to change, and by the 17th century, almond milk was disappearing from cookbooks entirely, becoming essentially unheard of until the recent rise of veganism. So interesting. Can't wait to find out that ancient Egypt was fueled on oat milk lattes and cold-pressed juices. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Guys, we all have busy lives these days, and we cannot afford to waste a day stuck on the couch because of a few drinks the night before. Well, Zbiotics is here to the rescue. It's the answer we've all been looking for. Zbiotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic, the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by fancy doctors. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into this toxic byproduct in your gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration. That is to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme, oh, an enzyme, to break down this byproduct. The first time I tried Zbiotics, I was with a bunch of friends. I gave them all a bunch. We were all a little skeptical. But I will tell you, it made me feel fantastic the next day. I, 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 I'm telling you, I went in very skeptical and uh, the stuff works. It works really well. It's shocking to me, but I'm definitely a customer. Give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to zbiotics.com slash green eggs to get 15% off your first order when you use green eggs at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. Halloween is right around the corner, so order a pack of Zbiotics for you and your friends today to make sure you get it in time for candy and cocktails. Remember, head to zbiotics.com. That's Z-B-I-O-T-I-C-S dot com slash green eggs. Use the code green eggs at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. So let's get to the questions now that I ask every guest, uh, starting with what is your earliest food memory? I don't know if it's my earliest, but it's my strongest, which is being punished because I wouldn't eat lima beans. And do you remember those like it was like those bags and it would have like little corns that were like squares and then yes. it would yes. have the string beans and like the kind of vegetable medley frozen yes exactly so that would be our vegetables i'm one of five kids so it's like i'm not judging what it was but if i ate all my vegetables except for lima beans i got my greens i'm being a good kid i don't like lima beans to this day i still don't like lima beans and i have like a trauma response to them they taste like chalk i don't understand why i'm getting punished but i would get punished um almost weekly because i wouldn't eat my lima beans oh my god Liz, we need one positive food memory before. before. <laughs> I cry at the end of this, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. What is your death row meal? Let's figure out a reason why you are on death row. Okay. You go to Pakistan and you're at an after party and they're like, come on, have some Johnny Walker. And you're like, no, I don't want any. And they're like, come on, you know, you want it. And you just fucking pull out a, <laughs> pull out a, a machete and just start macheting everyone in the room. 
Now you're on death row. Not only any, you're on death row in Pakistan of all places. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your death row meal? This is where you find out where my joy is. Uh, yeah. Probably this is, again, this is just trashed. Probably a. Oh yeah, I know. I, I have a feeling it's gonna suck. I'm ready for it to suck. A Carvel what is your death ice, row meal? Carvel ice cream cake because I love the crunch cheese. Carvel ice cream cake. Carvel ice cream cake. Oh, and I love that. I know. And then I would get to pick the message, which is like, um, I don't know, it'd be something be like, oh, you know, I'm gonna haunt all you guys, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just gonna say something fucked up. Some last joke is gonna be my inscription on the cake, and then it's right. just gonna be me with crunchies, just living my best life. Now, when you say crunchies, are you talking about those like it's like the chocolate crunchies in a Carvel cake? Is that what they yeah. did? it is? They're so good. Oh my God. You just brought back my whole childhood. I haven't thought about that cake in forever. Yeah. And like a sheet cake, like it's going to be big. Like I'm going to give myself a stomach ache because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you, you go crazy. Have some dairy, have some of the oat milk with the gums in it. No, I'm going to have real milk. If I'm dying, I'm going <laughs> to, who cares about my tum tum? <laughs> who cares about your tum tum? That's what it's going to say on the cake. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> this diarrhea. All right. What is the best high end meal you've ever had? Oh, best high end meal. Okay. I accidentally bought myself a high end meal. So I was in Norway and I, you know, clearly wanted to get fish. I'm in Bergen, Bergen, Norway, beautiful Mm -hmm. town place in Norway. And I'm a dumb, dumb. I'm dyslexic. I don't understand numbers. There's all this conversion. And I just, I thought, I didn't think it was as expensive. It was, but I had this salmon and then these mashed potatoes and these veg, everything about it was the best meal I've ever had. And then I pay for it and I'm trying to calculate like how much did I pay? I think I paid like $60 for it, which, you know, right. us, like we're, we're touring. I mean, I, if I pay $15 for a meal, I'm mad. I was like, Oh my God. Like, I was like, Oh my God. That was like my budget for the week. Like, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> It was incredible. I still think about it, but I've never, I have never spent $60 on a meal just for me ever, ever. Wait, so, so it was a salmon, it was mashed potatoes. Salmon, mashed potatoes, vegetables. It might even come with like a small dessert. It was incredible. It was, uh-huh. I, I sat by myself like a rich lady. I didn't know I was and had yeah. the best meal. I'm sure I made audible sounds. It was so good. I mean, that's, that feels like $60 well spent. It was. I still think about it, both in the sense that I am my father's daughter. So I'm just like, we're never getting that money back. <laughs> right. And what's the best low end meal you've ever had? This could be a street taco. It could be a, you know, like a, a, a New York City hot dog, whatever. Does it have to be? A, can it be packaged? Yes. I don't know, man. Swiss cake rolls, like little Debbie Swiss cake rolls. Like they have never. Interesting. They have, you can see that I'm a sugar addict. They have yeah. never not fixed a problem, at least for five minutes. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. always hit the spot. Everything about it is perfect. And like a New York comedy club, they, they redid the green room after the pandemic. And so they have like a little mini fridge and they like, you know, there's racks that you can like hang your coats and stuff like that. And so the fridge always has like all the kind of beverages you can think of. And then they have this basket and it's all Little Debbie. And it's like specifically Little Debbie. I could eat all of their stuff, even though I know it rots my insides. But they've been having Swiss cake rolls and I'm clearly not supposed to have them trying to eat healthy. And there was one night I bombed so hard. Like I haven't bombed this way in a while. 
And I'm not even joking. Like the comics were in the green room and I was like, okay, bye guys. And I was like, (laughs) 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 like three in my bag. And I was like, I will fix this evening. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. By the way, the best detail about that story is like how awful comics have it that were like, they redid the green room. It was so luxurious. They had coat hooks in there so we could (laughs) hang our coats. Dude, I was, I was at governor's in long Island this weekend and there was some issue with the, um, the, uh, venue. So I was supposed to be at the brokerage. They moved me to this other venue. So I had to be in the small room the first night. And then I was in the main room the next night. And I've never done this small room in the green room. It was a utility closet. It just was like, I swear to God, they moved a broom and put a chair down and that was my green room. So it's like, at this point, the fact that they have like what is essentially $25, 25 cent snacks that I used to have in elementary school and like a Red Bull. And I'm just like, they treat us so well, like so well there. <laughs> oh my God. We are, so, we have such Stockholm syndrome. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Are you, are you a boozer? Do you drink at all? Or no, I guess not. You, you won't drink in Pakistan. No, I quit drinking. I don't even know because it, it, I, I have a joke on my special about it, but I, because of my stomach issues, it was one of the first things that was recommended to take out of my diet to kind of help heal my stomach. So I think I stopped like eight or nine years ago, but I, it wasn't like this momentous thing. It was just like, I was throwing shit at the wall to try to fix my body. And it was the first thing I gave up. Cause I never, I never, I was more a pothead when I was younger than a drinker. Right. So it wasn't a big, Oh my God. So you me. went sober for like the least fun reason. It wasn't like I had this one last bender. <laughs> Dude, I, that's literally what my joke is about. Like everybody thinks there's a story behind it and there's nothing like it just hurt my tum tum. <laughs> so boring. Yeah. I'm so I'm so sad and boring. And I don't think any podcast has really gotten to the root so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love like I love I hope this is part of your bit, but like I just love picturing you in like an AA meeting <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I remember the last night I was with five hookers. I beat up three guys. I did enough cocaine to kill a small child. And I was like, that's it. What about you? And you're like, well, you know, I burped. Yeah. It kind of burns a little bit. And I just didn't like the burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. So, um, well, who is your favorite food personality? I mean, you're not into food, but maybe you're into a food personality, a certain chef, uh, an Anthony Bourdain type. There's no personality, but I really did like this show Chopped for a while. Like me oh. and my family watched, like I remember one Thanksgiving for three days in a row, we watched like 80 episodes, like genu- right. and then to the point where my sister was visiting me and we went, she came back to New York City with me afterwards and we were just getting dinner with a couple of my friends and we're, she was eating her side salad and she's like, oh, they put an ass in this. This is really, I was like, shut up, Em. Like, <laughs> shut up. Like, she was like, do you think they blanched it? I think they blanched it. And I was like, I, I can't. We watched so much that we all became like foodies in our head, like, like chefs. Oh it was God. so funny. The thing that kills me is when people say the acid really cuts through the fat. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. I don't know what you're saying. You have no <laughs> idea. I mean, Chopped is fun to watch, but it's like, it doesn't, you can't learn anything from that no. show. You're not learning any skills because they're like, the ingredients that they use will, would never ever be together in real oh, life. It's like, I, I, ha- I literally have a line again in my special where I just say, it's good that I know how to make like a toothpaste arugula salad or right. whatever they teach you because it's trash. But I, it's, it's just completely fun. trash. I love, it, I love seeing the chaos. 
Yeah, it is fun. It is very fun. Um, all right, desert island food. You're trapped on a desert island. There's one food that you're going to eat for the rest of your life. You will never get tired of it. What is it? Again, it's sugar. And I, I guess be I specific. Do- I need. I need the. It would the be treat. the Reese's fast break. Like, let's say I went to a store and I thought they were going out of business, and I would just stockpile. But I guess you can't do that. Like, if you're in the sun. Wait, what's the Reese's fast break? So it's like a candy bar. So it's like a literal candy bar and it's like nougat and like peanut butter and chocolate. And it's, it's better. Like I'm a, I'm a, so I have a, this is, this is where you see my trash side. Everybody makes fun of me. I believe holiday Reese's are um, fresher than regular Reese's. So like Whoa. if it's a pumpkin or a tree or a ghost, okay. I believe those are fresher and taste better. <laughs> and I only eat those. And everyone in my family makes fun of me, but the fast break, I don't know what it is that it's just, it's the holiday Reese's times two. And I don't have them very often, but when I do again, it fixes a bad day. Okay. A couple things here. First of all, you might've just said the most interesting thing on the episode, which is (laughs) the holiday candies (laughs) are fresher than the regular candies because the regular candies, they could be around for years and years and you have no idea. Whereas the holiday ones, because they have a different packaging, they and have they to bring sale. them and they go they on sale. That is, that is probably really true, actually. I'm with you on that one. Thank you very much. I get made fun of a lot for it, but especially in New York City with like New York City bodegas where you're just like, why does this have like a weird film on it? And what was this like? Was this from 1995? Like, what right. Is and this? they're all, like, it's in Spanish. It's like Los Rices. You're like, <laughs> yes, what is Los Rices? <laughs> exactly. But like, if you think about it you go to CVS, what is it? Halloween. So you get like a ghost Reese's, but then after Halloween, they like, they're like literally half off. So then they're pushing to get rid of them. So you really do feel like the next class crop of holiday Reese's, they have to be another tree or whatever, a turkey. And again, they push them out. So I, I stand by it. Also, my sister has explained to me that they might orally taste better because of the, the chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Like it's, it's a little thicker on the edges. This is where I get real dorky. It's a little thicker on the edges when you get the cups, as opposed to the holiday ones, there's no crimping. So there's no thickness. Wait, why does the holiday one not have that little, like the, uh, the. uh, Show your ignorance right now. Jesus. Um, No, (laughs) they don't. It's just a tree or a ghost. It's very round. Oh, wait a second. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to, I'm doing some Googling here. Holiday Reese's. So it's not even in a peanut butter cup shape? No, they don't even put the little, um, you know how it comes in like a little, uh, like a cupcake film or whatever. What do you call those? Like um, the paper? It doesn't even come in the paper. It's just cardboard and chocolate. Okay, okay, okay. Wait a second. So is this what we're talking about? Because I want to share my screen with you because my mind is being blown into a million little pieces right now. So glad a, little, a million little, little Reese's pieces. Yes, exactly. It? And that's how they come. So there's nothing. Around. I mean, they're oh. cutting little holes in them. So they have eyes and stuff. They're just going to be. Okay. That's newly done. For the listeners at home, what we're looking at, it's a the holiday Reese's does not come in the cup. It doesn't come in the little like muffin tin cup that has yes. the the ridges on it so you don't get that kind of increased chocolate surface area on the sides that adds to a delightful kind of um you you get a nice hard uh hard and soft 
mouthfeel when you bite into it because it's the soft from the middle of the Reese's. Then you get that hard kind of crunch on the outside. You're telling me that with this, you don't get that? Because if that's soft. true, yeah. that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard no, in my life. Shut and up. I agree with your sister. No, you're wrong. And I, I will leave, um, even though we've been talking almost an hour. Um, <laughs> it's great. And then... You- you will be leaving in the next five minutes, I guarantee you. Yeah, 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 but on my own terms. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they've been putting Reese's pieces in those to give it that crunch. And man, there is a fourth grader inside of me that's like, I need no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I've never, I've, I, first of all, I never even knew. I thought you were saying the packaging has like a holiday. Because pa- sometimes they'll just change the packaging, yeah. but it's the same product inside. No. These are shapes and they often look crazy. Like those are like, like that, that pumpkin you saw looks like a real pumpkin. I can't even begin to tell you when you unwrap it and it looks like a melted pump. It just looks like a circle. That's just sad and bloated. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't look like a pumpkin at all, but I'm just like, it's pressure guys. (laughs) Like it was on the bottom drawer. It had a lot of pressure on top of it. It just like, yeah, it was a, it was a pumpkin that gave up. That's like, this is my costume. Take it or leave it. (laughs) <laughs> oh man okay uh is there a f- well i bet there's a lot of them but let's focus on one food that you can't stand eating although it doesn't seem like you hate a lot of food you just can't eat a lot of foods but is there something you just don't you hate i mean lima beans i still really hate that's right you're anti-lima um, i can't do spicy because of my stomach like it's just painful like no take I've your had- stomach out of the equation your stomach take your stomach Fine. out Enough Fine. talk about, we get it. You have a shitty stomach, Liz. I do have a shitty stomach. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I do think texture really bothers me. I don't know. Anything that's like, yeah, I, I actually, I don't think I hate food. I mean. Irony of ironies, everyone. Um, the person. I would say this, beans. I really, I think all beans. Lima beans are other. I, like, I don't understand, like, refried beans. Again, I think it just tastes like, like, chalky. Mm. Like. I just you're anti legume. You're anti legume. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm putting it out there. I think yeah, beans are dumb. Beans <laughs> are dumb. I think that's the first time anyone's had said had says has said beans for the food they can't stand eating. Because there's a lot of fun beans. Like, what about hummus? Can you do hummus? I do it lightly, and that I do like come a lot. Like okay. and good hummus. Like there's a really good Mediterranean place. That's one of the few places I know by me. It's a really good Mediterranean place, and they make amazing hummus. Guess what hummus is um, made out of? Guess what it's made out of? I know, I know, but it's like it's like the isn't it chickpeas? Chickpeas are chickpeas are bean. They're a bean. They're not a pea. I think they're a legume too, but I just think they they have a better PR. They do have a lot better PR than just run of the mill beans. Take that. Um, kidney yeah cannellini last question my favorite question what are your restaurant pet peeves i don't i don't appreciate it where like they're hovering over you and like as soon as you're done they take it away or Mm. they chicken chicken on you like 16 times and you're like give me give me or like i like i love sauces that's my thing i love sauces so like let's say we have an appetizer that has a bunch of sauces I want to keep those sauces for my main course. And when they take mm. it away, I'm like, hey, I paid for those sauces. And then I have to be that weird person that's like, I, but I want those sauces. Like, hey, there's no, like, <laughs> I, like, I'm just, I like, just let, 
Like I know, especially at nice restaurants, like you can't have empty plates or it can't look like clutter, but like, ask me, be like, Hey, do you want to keep the sauces? Cause me chasing you down for sauce is so embarrassing. Yeah, no, we don't need that in a restaurant. Um, I'm with you on that. I do think that, uh, over helpful servers or just like, I'm with you on the hovering. I'm with you on the, are you done with that yet? I don't need any of that. Yeah. Like, no, it just like, it makes me feel bad. Cause if I don't eat the whole thing, it's just like, you feel, or like I've had it where like, you get up to go to the bathroom and you come back and your plate's gone. And you're like, dude, that was like a whole meal. Like I've actually had them where they've taken like a, and I was like, Hey, I don't mean to be an asshole, but like you look, you took like $15. Like, you know what I mean? Like right, I was, right. that was a second meal for me. Like, that's great. Right. You didn't even ask like, were you, were you, did you want the half of this burger? Like what is happening? <laughs> um, interesting. Cause I was going to say, usually where you put the fork and the knife means if you're done or if you're not done, but with a burger, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Maybe yeah. just don't go to the bathroom in the middle of your meal, Liz. But I'm but I'm by myself. Like you have to understand. Like I, if I'm eating, like, and this isn't to sound sad. It's just what our life is. Like I'm eating by myself. Like, and that's why I actually I eat in my hotel room more than not. That I can just like peacefully go to the bathroom and nobody's asking. Like I don't I don't care if I eat by myself. But like now I have to take all my stuff with me and like tell people like I'm still eating this. Oh my God. I'm picturing you sitting on the toilet of a Hampton Inn with a, like with a burrito in your hand that you put in the microwave, just like in your happy place. Just like. You're not wrong. I don't like to be bothered while I'm eating. <laughs> uh, Liz, first of all, don't say you're not a foodie because if anyone thinks Liz is not a foodie, bring up Reese's and she will fucking <laughs> I mean, it's, it's literally children's candy. Hey, it's passion is what it is. Okay. Thank you. Thank you it's for noticing. passion. We appreciate that here. Liz, tell everyone here where they can find you. Um, everything is at Liz Mealy. So that's M-I-E-L-E. -E. Um, my newest special, The Ghost of Academic Future, free on YouTube. But I also have another special free on YouTube and another one. So there's a bunch of free stuff on YouTube. I post a bunch of clips. I have a book called Why Cats Are Assholes. I'm touring. There's, you know, if you like this kind of crazy, it is out there. Liz is super duper funny. And uh, yeah, it's... I don't have that many comic friends that I'm like, I don't think I like really know that person, but like we follow each other and we like each other's comedy. So I'm very happy to hear that you are as delightful as I imagined you'd be. Uh, thank you, Liz. And if you guys, if Liz is coming to town, you should definitely, definitely go check her out. Bring her some maple syrup for her pancakes you can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Liz. Thanks, dude. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.